everybody. Welcome to Side Character Quest, the show where I have not come up with an intro yet, uh, but that's okay because we've got somebody um, here uh, as, as a guest. Hey, hey, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Elion. Um, I like Dungeons and Dragons and shit. Yeah. Yeah, can I curse on your show? <laughs> I should have uh, no. asked that earlier. No, you can never curse. Um, I'm going to uh, censor everything you say, um, include all of the curse words you say. Uh, plus, anytime you say the name of a the name of a pet, I'm going to censor that. So aw just beans. be be prepared. Um, aw beans. Uh, no, you can definitely curse. 100. <laughs> percent um, Yeah, this show uh, we we've got that sort of PG American PG 13 version of censorship where uh, we are okay with um, over the top violence and uh, death and cruelty, but uh, don't don't you dare mention a dingle dangle or a <gasps> bingleberry. Um, that's oh boy. How dare you, How, sir, uh, imply that I would ever mention a dingle dangle? <laughs> I, I am very sorry, um, and don't worry; those uh, those mentions will definitely, definitely, one hundred percent be censored, and um, I will not. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Um, so, uh, since we have a new person on the show, uh, I was wondering if you could tell people, like, what what is your your Dungeons and Dragons your tabletop experience? We'll um, do this for like ten minutes or something before we actually get in the show. <laughs> uh, well, I always kind of like since high school I wanted to start playing Dungeons and Dragons because I was like I like ma playing make-believe I like mm -hmm. character building this seems like it would be fun and then every single person who ever told me that they would teach me how to play Dungeons and Dragons did not do it so I graduated college and came back home decided that I didn't want to do the thing <laughs> that I went to college for went to community college joined their gaming club with the express purpose of finding a D&D group and I did within like three weeks oh my goodness that's amazing you you basically went to went to school for D&D I did oh, I basically man. went to school for the express purpose of learning how to play Dungeons and Dragons nice um, well, uh, that is that is great. Uh, I know you'd mentioned to me before the show started that you haven't been playing D and D for a while. Um, yeah, you've been doing you've been doing another system, another thing. Yeah, I've been playing GURPS. It stands GURPS. for generic. It's either generic or like generalized. I can never generalized remember. Generalized unified. But then. Universal roleplay oh, system. Oh. GURPS. So it, like it can be fantasy or sci-fi or Yeah, fantasy, uh, sci-fi. Oh. They've got like a Noir. bunch of different they've got like hundreds of skills that you can oh, wow. buy for your okay. character. So it's mm -hmm. not just like, uh, I think I'm gonna do acrobatics. There's like everything from simple acrobatics to specific things like you can make a character who can literally fly and they have stuff for that they have like uh. flying speeds swimming speeds uh. it's yeah oh that's pretty cool i dig yeah. it i dig it so so yeah um the 
I that is that is perfectly fine. You you'll probably end up being a little bit rusty, but uh, the thing is, any of the listeners of the show will know it's been a while since we've had somebody on the show who is actually not rusty with D and D. Um, <laughs> the the only person who was like actually ready for for D and D was uh was our first guy Eli. Um, then we had uh, Lexi. Um, and she, uh, I thought she was, I thought she was very into D&D. Turns out she had never played D&D before. Oh, um, so goodness. that was an experience. Uh, it was a very fun experience. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we had Amber, who they know a lot about D&D, but they were like, can we play Monster of the Week? And then we started playing Monster of the Week, and it turned out it wasn't really the best fit for the type of thing that we were doing. But hey, hey. You roll with the punches. Um, and actually, uh, also, um, fun little news news fact. In addition to this being the first episode that I am playing, I'm recording with someone I've never met in person before, um, this is also the first episode that we are recording out of order because we have not recorded the final episode of Amber's story yet. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> good luck uh, yes good luck i have like two months before it's supposed to air so hopefully i can record it before then hey so it looks like this would be the right time for me to jump in and say that we were not actually able to wrap up silas's arc in the planned amount of time um, some people might have guessed that based on the fact that we have moved on to somebody else. Um, but between like work stuff, moving, blah, 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 blah. Um, we just, Amber and I just weren't able to make our schedules work together, um, to finish everything up. Uh, so the plan right now is to return to Silas's story in the future. And in the meantime, Amber's choices in that arc will have effects on the rest of the world of SEQ. While I'm here, uh, if you are a listener, say hi. We're uh, at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. Uh, we're at SCQ podcast on Twitter. Tell us how you've been enjoying the show. So around the holidays, we are hoping to do a side character questions episode. So if you have any questions for me or for um, Eli, any of the players that have been on the show, um, whether it's about about us, about our experiences with D&D, or about the world of side character quest, about any of the characters, whatever. I don't I don't care. Um, send us a question. Send it by email. Send it by uh, by Twitter. Oh, and one last thing. I know that we allude to this a little bit in the show, but Fantasy Shorts is um, currently on a hiatus. But you guys should definitely check out Capes and Japes. Thanks for listening. And um, we'll, we'll get back to the show now. But yeah, uh, I, I think I'm trying to think, um, do you, oh, 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 so we met, uh, because you have your own show and we'll probably plug this at the end of every episode, but, but like, just go ahead and plug that right here. So anybody listening knows, knows what you, what you got, what you got. Yeah. Um, my show's called fantasy shorts, a GURPS roleplay podcast. Nice. Um, all of our social media is at GURPScast because it's much shorter than trying to get like fantasy shorts, a GURPS roleplay podcast in there. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah, right now we're actually um, 
in between campaigns, so we're on a bit of a hiatus, but we do have like 50 something episodes. Yeah. Um, you guys do every week, right? It is a weekly podcast when we're not yeah, on, except hiatus. You're on hiatus. Yes, yes. Um, but we have two campaigns in there one where I'm a character, and one shorter campaign um, where I'm the GM. And oh, fun. that was fun. Yes, I, I listened to the uh, first like five episodes of the first campaign that you were not in, but I listened to that a while ago when I first uh, asked you to be on here. So I do not remember tons about it, but uh, it was okay. very fun. Yes, it was it was a very fun show, and I recommend that people check it out. It was it was good. Uh, my only problem is I've gotten deep into some audiobooks, which has killed my uh fantasy podcast listening schedule lately it's okay um, i've been doing like for the past six months been trying to catch up on the backlog of dear hank and john mm, i don't know that show uh it's hank and john green they're more popular on the youtube scene the vlog gotcha. brothers okay cool but they have a podcast it's fun i saw them at podcon and i was like i should listen to their podcast nice 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 so, uh, I think that it's probably time for us to jump into the show. So, let us go into this show. Light strikes your eyes, as it does most every morning. You look out upon a horizon where the red sunrise bleeds into the rolling red hills. There's a city out there in the distance. You can see towers and spires, some broken. Maybe some have their own herald inside. You awake, and you signal the day. How do you do it? Maybe you have like a bell that you ring, or maybe you have horns, maybe you have a banner that you drop every morning. Like, what, what do you do in the morning to signal that the day has come at the top of this church tower? Probably a big old bell. Bells are good. All right. Um, so yeah, you uh, get up, and you... Um, have a scattering of possessions around you. You have a a small uh, cot. It's a very sparse uh, life, but uh, but you've you know find it pretty comfortable. And um, you can see just these rolling red hills off in the distance. Um, and you go up to the bell and you get that thing a ringing, and it uh, rings out into the distance. Um, so describe to the listener like what is your what does your character look like? Um, she's a big old half orc around like five eleven. Okay. So she's pretty tall. Um, she wears very modest clothes. Very, very church. Very, very much. I give everything that I have to the poor and the deserving. Gotcha. Um, I'm trying to remember what else she looks like because I made her like <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. Well, oh, as no. you think about that, as you think about that, uh, roll me a perception check. And feel free to, like, throw some little little character appearance details into your answers for stuff as time goes on and as you re remember things. All right. I mean, I'm also not sure if I ever really gave her a specific look in the first place. So that's <laughs> fun, too. You can, Yeah, you can just discover this look as time goes on. 15 and I've got plus four perception. So that comes to a 19. 
Oh, geez. Okay. So, um, looking I can off, see for miles and miles. You can see for miles. You can literally see for miles. Um, you see, uh, you know, looking off into various directions as after you finish ringing the spell, um, you see the, the mountains off in one, uh, off the opposite way from the city. And you see uh, a number of roads that are going off in various ways, but, but they all, uh, are meeting right at this crossroads where your church is. Um, and uh, you can see some movement way off in the distance towards the, uh, the city um, on these roads. But uh, more importantly, you can see a cart um, down below that is, that is uh, rolled up to the, uh, to the church. Um, and you recognize this cart uh, early, early in the morning um, as one that belongs to a, um, an old, old uh, human person. Um, let's, let's figure something out real quick. Uh, a human woman. She is somebody that you've known since you were a a young uh, young half orc. Um, she is someone who uh, ha- visits this church every once in a while, and she you know occasionally will bring you little little trinkets from from her travels. Uh, and she's one of the few people that uh, that you actually have uh, much of a relationship with beyond the um, the leader of this church. Um, so uh, at this point, uh, what do you what do you want to do? She'll kind of like look around, make sure that like she's done all of her chores. Okay. And then just like, yep, 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 everything's good. Time to go. You run down down these these stairs, uh, spiraling down their way um, through this church tower. You exit out through some back passageways, some hidden uh, some hidden halls um, into this big open cathedral um, where you can hear. Uh, you can you can see um, that the door is uh, still slightly open, slightly cracked open from um, when somebody had entered. Uh, this door always gets gets stuck; it, it never never closes all the way unless you uh, purposely push it. You see a small pack uh, that you recognize definitely belongs to uh, to this woman that you know. I should probably come up with a name for her, huh? Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. Um... What should her name be? Let's look at a generator, unless you have an idea. Generate. Nope. Generate name. Or woman. Uh, <laughs> Google, generate Google. name for woman. Random girl name generator, please. I would like a random girl name. Um. Oh, these, these, these do not seem, uh fantasy enough um what are they just like jessica uh jewel uh mary jane i mean i have i did name somebody velma and like with the first arc so it's hard for me to be critical that is a good name opening up this fantasy name generator um let's pull from the humans and the gnomes because i imagine the gnomes will be a little bit more fantasy uh, I'm gonna go with mm, this is a really really simple name, but I'm gonna go with Anne. No, no. Just a second, just a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some little some quick practice. The name is Alberta. Is the name Alberta? Alberta. So okay, cool. So you uh, you have run down and um, you see in this this big open chamber. Um, it, there's 
pews ahead of you. There's uh, just light streaming in from the, the rising sun from stained glass windows. And down at the end of the, the church, the <laughs> space in a cathedral that has a name, I'm sure, that I'm forgetting the name. Anyway, down by the altar, uh, you see um, two figures. Uh, you see Father, uh, Father Crayon, who is wearing his full regalia, his full um, priestly robes, doing his normal morning uh, rituals. And you see Alberta, uh, this nice, nice old woman who has been uh, very kindly to you um, throughout your life, uh, standing at the, uh, standing talking to him. And uh, you can hear a bit of a, a heated conversation as you. Uh, as you're you're standing there, uh, this is a, a little bit of, of what you're hearing. Alberta is going to be the person st- speaking first, and let me fall into the voice one moment. I'm telling you, Crayon, I I can't. I I wouldn't come to you if I didn't need things. If if it wasn't important, but it, I need some. I need help with this. I I know. I know. I you you know me. It doesn't matter what you want at this moment. She has a duty, and that duty is is here, not with you, not doing whatever crazy quest you have for her. It's not just about me. It's about all sorts of things. I can't, I don't know how to describe it. There need, things need to be, things are happening that are beyond you or me. They're beyond her, they're beyond this, they're beyond the evil that you fight fruitlessly here. You say that it's fruitless, but I have, I, I know my destiny, and my destiny is to keep the world free from evil, and she is my sword. Damn you, Uggers, you think you're, just because you follow your destiny means that you're a good person, that you aren't a good man just because you're doing what you're destined to do. You can only be a good man if you're doing what you need to do, and what you need to do is listen to me right now. Uh, do you step in? Do you do anything at this point? Oh, no. I cannot interrupt. <laughs> okay. I am not um, allowed to interrupt. <laughs> uh, at this point, um, Father, Father uh, Crayon, he, it's kind of like Crayon, but with like a, with one of those little like apostrophe things in it. It's so like Crayon, Crayon, Crayon. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Father Crayon, um, sort of raises up his hand to uh, Alberta and motions for her to stop talking. And Alberta um, is not doesn't ever act in like a sort of offended way, just sort of steps back and uh, and allows him to finish going through some motions. Um, You see uh, a light um, form in front of his chest as he um, sits on the altar uh, and draws a line around himself. Some little fires pop up into existence around him, uh, and he starts um, doing a ritual that is a ritual you recognize as, as one that he does uh, every morning at a particular time, um, and he does uh, pretty much without fail, um, even when you guys are, are traveling and off, uh, off doing your own thing. Um, and when this happens, uh, Alberta just sort of throws up her hands in frustration, um, and she goes... Uh, she turns and walks back over to a pew and sits down and is uh, just sort of quietly like muttering to herself as she waits for uh, father to finish his his thing. 
which you know generally takes about 10 to 20 minutes. It's my chance. It's your chance. I'm going to sit next to Alberta. You walk up to uh, Alberta um, and uh, you sit down on the pew next to her. Um, the pew, uh, I, I assume as a half orc, you are, are pretty beefy. Is that correct? Or are you? Yeah, she's pretty beefy, pretty but beefy? not in a way that like she tries to be super beefy. She gotcha. mostly relies on um, the magic that she gets from her religion. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so you're you're large, but you're not you're like a like a, a normal large woman beefy, not like a you are not big for a half orc. You're like you're pretty. No. Yeah. OK. Um, so you you sit down on the uh, on the pew and as pews are wont to do that, it creaks a little bit, but but a normal human amount. Uh, and <laughs> not like a big old beefy half orc amount, just like a big old beefy woman amount. Just a big old beefy woman amount. And uh, you sit down next to Alberta and uh, and you go into just I assume you just like sort of hands clasped um, on your your lap kind of like, you know, sitting next to her. And uh, Alberta uh, looks towards you and says, oh, there you are, my child. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine, Alberta. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm I'm doing wonderful. I and uh, you see a, a little darkness pass over her eyes, um, uh, metaphorically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh no, is she oh, no. about to get possessed? No, uh, a little darkness pass over her eyes, and she she says, well, she looks to uh, she looks to Crayon, and she says, I suppose he wouldn't really like me going straight to you, but. If I'll be honest, I've been having some some dreams, some some memories almost of dark things. I child, I, I feel like I like something's coming. And I, I would really I would really need I really need your help. I need Um she she looks like she's pained to be uh to like she she doesn't want to be asking you these things. Um uh, especially she feels like she should be going through uh, Crayon. Um, she should be. She should be. Uh, and at the same time, um, I, I don't know if your character would have picked up on this um, over time. She respects Crayon and what he does and what you do with him, uh, which is, you know, running this church, purging evil from from these dark red clay lands. But at the same time, she. Mm, do I want to do I want to tell not show? Uh, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to hold back. <laughs> I'm just like, does she have more nuance? She, yeah. yeah um, the so, world isn't all good versus evil. Yeah. Um, so she. Uh, she reaches into um, her pocket and uh, she pulls out a. Um, Let's see. What does she pull out? Uh, she pulls out what she pulls out a little object, a little trinket. What, what is it that she pulls out? I'm asking you. Don't ask me. My first thought was a tooth. <laughs> Bad time to take a drink. Um, listeners, I almost uh, spit out my my Coca-Cola. Uh, that. Mm. Yes. Um, so she pulls out a. Um, uh, she pulls out a large um, tooth that looks like it comes from a a uh, crocodile or or 
maybe a dragon, something like that. A very, very big uh, tooth. And um, she uh, hands it um, to you and she says, Here, here you go. Here you go, my child. It's a, it's from a wyvern. I, I, I found, I found a, a skeleton of one off, off on my travels. I thought you might like a, a little something from, from that ways. Thank you very much. I've never seen a wyvern. Oh, you know, they're basically like a, basically like a dragon or a drake, but just kind of halfway in between the two. Huh. It's got big, big wings, but uh, not quite as, not quite as tall as a, as one of those, those dangerous dragons. But, but who am I, who am I? You, you've seen a lot of things, though, on your travels, when he takes you from here. Yes. I have, but never a wyvern. She just kind of like looks at the tooth and she's kind (laughs) of just like looking at it and turning it over and just like trying to imagine what halfway between a dragon (laughs) and And, and a drake drake looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel ya. So at this point, uh, I I think that unless you have any specific questions for her, um, she sort of lets her her head rest and she uh starts praying and wait is waiting for uh for father crayon to uh finish with his his ritual his morning rituals um do you do anything uh in the meantime do you have any sort of like a uh, chore that you're supposed to do or do you have any questions for for her uh no she already finished her chores otherwise she wouldn't have come down to say hi Gotcha. And she does not speak until she is spoken to, especially in the church. So prayer time. Gotcha. Okay. What was the voice I used for Father Crayon like like five minutes ago? Oh, no. I think it was something like this. Was it like this? No, that seems too comedic. It was more like not quite English. It was very dry. Well, well. Well, I'm speaking. Hello. Was it something like this? Something that more sounds closer. Closer. But now I can. I'm, oh I'm just like full of doubt now. I have so much doubt in my heart. This is this is like ridiculous. This is like I, I don't think I've ever listened to a D&D show where somebody has forgotten the voice they were using in the middle of the show. Oh, man. OK, well, I, I mean, you have listened to the Adventure Zone, yes. Have you not? Yes, but I mean, even even on the tr- even with uh, Mister Mister Jenkins, uh, he was switching it up like between episodes, usually, right? Like, did he did he ever forget the middle of an episode? I feel like he must have. Oh boy, he always made such a big deal about like, no, well, now I can't remember what this guy sounded like. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So uh, a few minutes later, um, you you see uh, a flash as all of the the little small fire particles uh, meet in the center in front of father and they just flash really bright. And the line around him, the line of some sort of chalk or dust or something uh, ignites and burns until it is all gone. And he uh, stands and he looks uh, looks towards um, Alberta and sees you sitting next to her. Um, he has been completely focused. He has not noticed or heard a thing that you guys have been talking about. But 
you know this from from experience. He just is like out of it when he's doing that. Uh, and he walks over to you and says, uh, oh, man, I'm getting doubts again. I'm getting doubts about this voice. Child, prepare the altar for this afternoon uh, and dismisses you to um, go to the altar and start messing with with those things. I assume you do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are you walk over maybe 15, 20 feet uh, away uh, to to begin uh, preparing some candles, preparing some. Uh, hey, people always use wine in churches. How about <laughs> here? How about. How about. Here at this church, here at this church, here at this church, at this church, here, here. Mm, how about here? They use gin. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you, you prepare the, uh, gin in like its little flagon and prepare vestments and, and, and so forth. Um, getting everything ready for the, uh, mass that you are going to be running later in the day. Um, people generally don't really come to this church. Your general like schedule is, um, every day you sort of run through your normal rituals, normal preparations. Um, and every once in a while, somebody will be coming along one of the paths and stop and you'll be ready if somebody comes. But you don't have like regular people that show up, which means that when you guys need to go off on one of your missions to um, slay some sort of evil thing um, off a ways, uh, you're not leaving behind a, a big congregation that, that is counting on you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Alberta and Ryan um, begin talking some more and listen, you she can't just keep doing things that you tell her. Sometimes she is going to have to make her own choices. Can I at least can you at least let me ask her myself? Can you at least give me the opportunity to 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 see if if she deems deems these things worth following through on? Crayon um has a a, a moment of you know, he smiles a little bit in like a kind of smug way um, and says, I don't know what you expect. She's you're going to have to convince me if you're going to convince anyone. At this point, um, you hear a uh, knock on the door uh, the of the cathedral. Um, you hear a loud uh, thud, thud, thud. And uh, Father Crayon looks up to you and he says, you're done with that. Go see who's at the door. Uh, and I assume you obey. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. You go up to the to the door that you had come in earlier, the one that uh, that Alberta had pulled up to. And you reach your hand to grab the handle and pull the door open. But at that moment, right when you grab on the door slams open, you get shoved, shoved back by the force as you see three figures uh, silhouetted. Um, by the sunlight in front of you. Two of them are fairly imposing, uh, fairly large and muscular. Um, one is uh, significantly smaller, um, and you do not recognize any of the three. Uh, what is your immediate reaction to this? Uh, take a couple steps back. Okay. And I feel like the only real like unusual thing that has happened here for Deirdre is... The slamming open of the door. Usually people are more like, this is a church. You do things slowly. Yes. You open the door gently when you enter and you close it gently when you leave. But 
seeing strangers is not really that unusual. Um, but most likely just takes a couple steps back, kind of looks at them like waiting for the next cue. Like if they're asking for directions or a place to stay the night or if they're here to cause trouble. Okay. Um, the one uh, standing in the middle, uh, which you recognize as a um, as a hobgoblin, um, which are like a fairly tall um, creature uh, in leather armor um, creature. It's a it's a you know, it's a person uh, with um, <laughs> they have uh, orangish skin and say they call out to you. Hey, how are you doing? Up? What, what are you doing over there? Let us through. Uh, and then the one that's a little bit shorter says, yeah, man, uh, we don't have any business with you. Just just scoot on aside. Uh, and the other one, the uh, a tall um, orc woman uh, says. <clears throat> and that's all she says. <laughs> I'm just like, ooh, I'm hanging on every word. <laughs> so they are going to just like shove past you if uh, if you are OK with that. I mean, this this seems like they're here to, like, not have a good time, right? Uh, that's probably a fair or- guess. They are very <laughs> aggressive. Now, now I should say that you are pretty used to people coming through here that are like not the best. Where you live, uh, most people are pretty shitty, and it's not un um even the even the nicest people are like pretty rude. Uh, but that so so this isn't super unusual. But that being okay. said, there are occasionally like there are also like murderers and thieves and stuff. This this place can be dangerous. So I don't know. Uh, so these might just be run of the mill people, but they also seem to have like specific ideas for what they're doing right now. OK, uh, then I'll. Step to the side, but like trail, not like trail them, but as if I am attending them. Yes. But I'm definitely going to have um, the cantrip sacred flame ready. OK. Just in case they need a little bit of warning off. Like, hey, y'all. No. <laughs> um, the thing I should I should have asked at some point. Do you do you have a weapon and do you carry it at all times? Um, She has. A mace and a light crossbow. Okay. But she does not carry them inside the church. Those are for when she's out on missions with father. Gotcha. Okay. That's that's perfectly fair. Um, so uh these these three figures, um, they uh start walking just straight down the center row of this church. And and uh I'm gonna describe the church all like the church has it is like this large, very big cathedral um, with a uh, two with two towers at the front uh, of it. Uh, one tower being like a tall spire and then the other tower being a tall uh, bell tower, which is where you sleep, sleep and ring your bell in the morning. Uh, so they are walking, um, walking straight down this path um, towards where father and uh, Alberta are sitting. And um, uh, the the short one is sort of eyeing you. Um, sort of walking backwards uh, as you guys are as you're walking with them as they approach uh, the one in the middle says uh, hey for the crying 
how you doing today? He looks up and he says, and you see him sort of like sigh uh, in a, a very like disgusted way. I'm I'm doing well today. Uh, um, I'm doing well. I how are you? Uh, oh boy. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this just sounds like a really awkward phone call. It's it's a very awkward phone call. And uh, the one in the middle says, I see you've got something of ours. How about we come collect? Father Crayon has like a look of confusion for a moment. And uh, then the one, the orc woman um, <clears throat> and points towards Alberta. The uh, goblin uh, looks at you and do you get like a it looks I'm judging by your face. You have like an unhappy look on your face. <laughs> uh when you when that happens she's trying to be like as just stone-faced like i'm not here like don't pay attention to me don't look like i am i am part i am a fixture of the church gotcha. no need to pay attention to me sort of thing but she is upset at the um possible threat to alberta gotcha the goblin like looks at you uh looks at your stony reaction and he goes <laughs> and uh turns around and like stops paying attention to you uh and, and just keeps on walking that way um now uh listeners you might have noticed i have set up a situation where i'm gonna be voicing uh five different people uh yay for me congratulations um, so many at this point, um, they have you have caught up. Um, you are pretty much right on top of um, Alberta and Father Crayon. The hobgoblin uh, points towards um, Alberta and says, "We'll be taking that." And uh, the or the large orc woman grabs Alberta by the shoulder and yanks her up and uh, turns around and they start walking out. Now wait one moment. The hobgoblin turns around, but is still like walking backwards. Um, they're starting to walk past you. And he says, you can't just come in here and 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 oh, uh, he looks very angry um, at, at this interruption, this this violent outburst in a holy space. That's strictly not allowed. Well, unless you're going to do something to stop me, I don't think that I don't think we have anything to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. You you can't do anything about this. Um, and they keep walking and father looks to you and nods. And there goes a sacred flame on the, the hobgoblin seems to be the leader of the group. Uh, that is a fair assessment. Roll me. Roll, roll me. How that do. How that do. How that do. Uh, the target must succeed on a deck saving throw. All right. All right, guys, let's let's see um, a deck saving throw. So as I recall, I just I just roll a D20 and I add yeah, um, my you dex have modifier, to, right? Yeah, you have to beat 14. Oh, I have to beat 14. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, I am sorry. Uh, 15. Um, do you get anything for like half or anything like that? That was a very good roll on my part. I'm I'm sorry. He does not have great text. No. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look like there's any half. It's only a cantrip. Oh, oh, which oh, that's nice. At least it's something you can use multiple times. Yeah, as long as they don't succeed their decks. <laughs> yes. Um. So you shoot this uh this sacred flame, and 
this hobgoblin uh sees it and is you 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 shoot out but not wanting to um hit the pews behind him you aim a little bit off um from directly at him and end up uh striking the floor next to him instead of what would have been a more sure shot a warning shot a warning shot um and so he uh he raises his hand and points it at you and says hey this isn't about you and goes to keep walking um at which point father raises his hand and also does a sacred flame um i'm gonna say that he has a 16 uh i'm gonna say that that he is slightly better at sacred flames than you are uh but his body is weak i mean it's it's fair he probably taught me how to do the sacred flame yeah that's fair uh and the hobgoblin does not save this time um so tell me uh, how does sacred flame do how do how damage do so it's 1d8 radiant damage, but what, what level do you think Father would be? Because uh, it increases at 5th, 11th, and 17th. I mean, he would be at least 5th. I would not say that he's 11th. All right, then 2d8 radiant damage. 2d8. Oh, geez. That's a lot. Only if you roll well. That's true. Uh, 3 and 3. Uh, do I add anything to that? Any modifiers or anything? No. Okay. It's- 2d8 radiant damage. Um, so he fires uh, a that same sort of flame that was rotating around him earlier um, rotates in a circle in his palm and then collects and shoots out, uh, striking this hobgoblin in the back. The hobgoblin stumbles forward with uh, you can smell the the scent of burning leather as his leather armor is uh, is singed from behind and he takes uh, six radiant radiant damage. Radiant. Oh, so I guess it's not really flame damage, but you know, you know, aesthetically, let's 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 work in some flavor. <laughs> it's 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 aesthetically a flame. It's aesthetically a flame. So uh, so they this one uh, stumbles forward. Hey, and he pulls out uh, a sword um, on his side uh, and he is going to um, rush forward to uh, try to strike father. Um, I'm going to I'm going to roll a little bit on here. Mm, and he does a really crappy job. <laughs> uh, he does a really crappy job, and uh, he misses that strike. And uh, then the the goblin uh, is just sort of like laughing to the side, and the orc woman is um, still just walking straight out with uh, with um, Alberta, who is uh, struggling at her grip. Um, and now it's uh, it's it's your turn again. I'm trying to figure out if I want to cast a second level spell right off the bat if it makes you feel any better um you will just just this is this is metagaming a little bit but uh you will definitely get a chance to rest between now and the beginning of the next like session i mean i figured but also well i i'm just don't want to pull out all the stops spiritual weapon it's just so cool Oh, oh, and you don't have a weapon on you. I mean, if you're going to use it, like now is the time, <laughs> though, right? right? Like that's not a like, hey, I'm not trying to choose what you do, but that's a very appropriate. That's very appropriate for the situation. <laughs> Just like, mm, well, now I have a sword. Oh, man. You didn't think I had a sword, but now I have a sword. I am, I am so glad that you like decided to be to be chill and just be like, no, I wouldn't have had a weapon right now that. Mm. That 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 could feel really cool. 
Okay, okay. You think about what you would do. I'll, I'll step back. Yeah, so I'm going to cast a spiritual weapon. Uh, it's a second level spell. It's a bonus action. So then I can also hit somebody in the same turn. Oh, cool. Um, who... Do you want to do you want to lay out of the situation? Can I get to the orc woman who's holding? Yes, she is Alberta? like she is only like 10 feet past where you are standing right now. OK, so I can definitely make it to her in the same move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have like a 30 foot movement speed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Delightful. Hmm. Yes, I, I do believe I'm going to hit her. With the, as long as I roll well enough, I do believe I'm going to hit her with this spiritual sword that I've got now. Delightful. Y'all didn't think I had a weapon, but guess again. Guess again, people. Um. This, uh, this, how, how does, tell me, tell me how does this spiritual weapon form? And, and you said it was a sword? It's a sword. Sword. It's a sword. It's a sword. Um, uh, d- does it like does it form out of flame uh, akin to father or does it does it do? How, how do how do for you? So it says floating spectral weapon. So I'm okay. just ass- I'm assuming that like. She kind of just like holds her hand out and this sword appears like like hilt like shoop shoop to t- like like shoop yeah kind of like, like she a lightsaber grabs her hand and suddenly a hilt is there and then here comes the sword oh delightful and now she gets to hit them with a sword nice okay cool 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 uh so she swipes and what and, and uh how's your roll gonna go does a 22 hit <laughs> yes def- definitely 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 um <laughs> Yes. Uh, so you um, this sword uh, pops out of the nothingness of the ether, uh, glowing and, and, and radiant. And uh, you swipe and you hit this uh, this orc woman who is so roughly handle um, roughly moving your uh, your friend, your longtime uh, going to say father figure, more of a, a maternal figure in your life. Uh, and uh, and and what's your damage on that? Uh, 1d8 plus my modifier. So that'll be 5 plus 4, 9 damage. Jeez, man, you did a lot. I take the church very seriously. <laughs> yes, I see that. How much did you say, 9? Nine? 9. She stumbles forward and uh, lets go of Alberta, who cracks her head uh, against a um, pew and um, drops uh, unconscious, um, which I'm... Listen, that's mostly just so I don't have to uh, deal with her initiative order. Um, so uh, so she she stumbles um, and is is lost in between the pews. Um, and at this point, uh, the orc woman turns um, to look at you. And when it's her turn, she going to do something. But uh, but for oh, now, yes, definitely, 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 definitely. So at this point, uh, father raises his hand again and he uh, goes to do a another. Um, Another blast, uh, this time uh, against the um, orc woman. Uh, he definitely has the range to do that. Uh, and she she dodges out of the fiery blast that emits from his hand, and he uh, cries out to you. Uh, what is he? What would he say? I want to have him say something fun and cool. What would he say? Um, 
and he cries out, not in this place. Uh, and then it is the uh, the orc woman's turn and she pulls a large club from her hip and she is going to swing that that crap at you because you were the the person who actually like hit her. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, does 16 hit your AC? It does, yeah. Okay. Um, so she swings and hits you with this club. Uh, and she does uh, six damage. Six? Yes. By the way, what is your, your hit points? I should probably know that before I start throwing stuff at you. My hit point maximum is 46. Oh, nice. Okay, so you can actually take some damage. So I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so she hits you with six, uh, and then it is, um, then the, uh, hobgoblin turns, um, towards you and he looks towards the, uh, towards father. He looks towards you and, uh, he, he's a bit of a father is a, a older man. Um, he is tall, uh, thin, dark skin, um, yellow, almost glowing eyes. Uh, and he is not an intimidating figure. Um, you, however, being a half orc, are something that the the uh, hobgoblin is a little bit more used to seeing as a threat. Um, so he is going to turn towards you and he is going to swipe at you again. Mmm. 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 Uh, twelve to hit. No. 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 Uh, that that misses. Um, so he swipes at you and hits a chunk into um the pews uh, when he's trying to swipe at your uh, your leg. Yeah, yeah. Right? Terrible. Terrible. The worst. At this point, uh, you are focused on these two guys, and um, you feel a, uh, a tug at your, your knee um, as the goblin uh, tries to kick you in the back of your knee to uh, knock you, um, knock you, like, onto your... <laughs> Like sort of give you disadvantage on uh, on future How hits. How rude! Very rude. He has like snuck around and is just like, mm, no, I'm not. No, fighting people. That's not my thing. My thing being a little jerk. Uh, so my he's, thing kicking knees. My thing kicking knees. Um, so he is going to try to kick you in the back of the knee. Uh, does a does a nine hit your AC? <laughs> no. No. Um. So he uh tries to kick your knee and it like it hits and you turn and you look at him and are just like nah nah like like that was <laughs> just nothing look at him like what were you trying to accomplish what are you trying to accomplish and uh and he goes and uh and turns and and uh hops behind one of the pews um underneath and it is crawling crawling under there now and it's your turn now all right so Right now, nobody has Alberta. Nope. Okay. She is she has collapsed uh, between a couple of the pews. Um, so if you wanted to try to talk to him at this point, you could, if you wanted, um, you could continue beating him up. You could try to grab Alberta and run. You could shout something to Father to say like, "Do this." Um, you you have options. Uh, and and also, I will I will say. Uh, you have probably been in situations in combat where you have had to where where you have you have taken the initiative like father trust has expressed that 
in situations of combat, you don't have to just like wait for him to tell you to do something. You can he will trust your your instincts. That may be so, but he has also already given me the nod, which is like, mm, yeah, mm, beat up these fools. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes. True. True that. So I feel like I'm going to I'm I'm assuming the door to the church is still wide open. Yes, it is still wide open. I'm going to like still attack them, but kind of like try to move them towards the door and away from Father and Alberta. Gotcha. Okay, so you're kind of like hurting them a little bit. Um, herding. Yeah. And hurting, herding. I suppose. Herding. Uh, so yes, because I do still have that cool glowing sword. Yeah, that's just like, that's just there now, right? Like, you just have yeah, that. Yeah, I've just, I've just got that for a minute. Oh, that's, that's good. That's, that's gonna be around for a little while. Uh, so who are you gonna, who are you gonna swipe at? I'm gonna go for the hobgoblin. So the the hobgoblin, uh, you you swipe your blade at them, um, at their their kind of uh, singed um, leather armor, uh, and uh, and give me your attack roll on there. Big mino whammies. Does a nineteen do it? <laughs> you get some good rolls. Yes, a uh, nineteen does do it. Um, and you you hit this uh, this dude, this dude in his armor and roll me some damage on that. Oh, good. I rolled a seven. Okay. So that'll be 11 damage. Oh, snap. OK, so I have a question for you. Yes. When when you are fighting evil people with father, when you're fighting evil. What are you are you normally fighting? Are you fighting evil people? Are you fighting like monsters or what are, are you like would both. you be both okay and follow-up question are you cool killing people? with murder yes yes okay so if you want that can be a lethal blow not inside the church not inside the church. Okay, so you you uh, deliver a devastating blow to this person's um, side. Uh, you um, hit in such a way that uh, the blade doesn't quite cut through um, the radiant blade. Uh, maybe it's it's somewhat like magically blunted or something. But uh, you hear um, ribs uh, shatter um, and crack underneath this underneath his uh, the leathers. And he collapses um, and is coughing up blood uh, and he is down. Um, and at this point, uh, the um, orc woman, uh, she looks towards you and uh, is like, <clears throat> and she is going to swing a club um, towards you. But uh, as she's getting ready to do that, because I forgot about the initiative order, um, father is going to cast a sacred flame against her and she is going to roll a dexterity saving throw. And I think she's going to fail. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, she fails a dexterity saving throw. And uh, what was the damage on that uh, sacred flame thing situation? 1d8? Uh, 2d8. 2d8 for him because he's got Since that strong. Yeah. He's fifth level, right? Yes. At least. At least. So he delivers. Okay, so he strikes um, his hand out. Once again, the ring of flame um, meets in the center of his palm and then shoots forward 
and strikes her uh, in the back of her skull as she is uh, looking towards you. And her head snaps forward um, with uh, little um, radiant embers, like not actually on her hair isn't actually on fire, but it's sort of glowing in a way that like is reminiscent of flames of actual flames burning her hair. And um, she nice. collapses, uh, collapses down in front um, in front of you. And at this point, uh, you hear a oh, no, and uh, some scuttling <laughs> under the pews. Um, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> time to get out of here. And uh, you see some scuttling as um, the uh, goblin from earlier tries to rush past you. He was sort of circling um, behind father, you see now, and uh, he tries to run past the two of you um, to exit out of the uh, place. Um, he runs directly by you, and if you would like, you could do an opportunity attack against him. He's leaving? He's leaving. As far as you can he tell. He can go. He can go? Uh, so yeah. he runs out um, and escapes the place. And the day is one. Hello, audience. Uh, we are back um, in this this little interim moment uh, while we we heard some lovely music, um, presumably still from the Joy Drops. I doubt I've changed my interim music. We 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 see uh, that um, Deirdre is yes. that cor- the correct pronunciation? Deirdre is uh, cleaning things up from this this fierce battle um, and. The hobgoblin and the orc woman. Uh, father has asked you to um, make sure that they uh, pay penance for their their sins. Um, he's not going to have you like kill them uh, because you know they were in the church. We're in the church. In the church. So instead, um, he has you do the usual thing. Um, where uh what's something that you would uh do to make them pay penance maybe you string them up um outside of the spire and like just sort of make them face the elements for a couple days um maybe you maybe you just have them do prayers for a while uh while bound and and gagged um, that one sounds good release them on their way they just have to pray ask for forgiveness from their whatever god they worship yeah you are um sort of applying some varnish to uh, one of the pews that was, uh, was damaged during the fight um, and sitting um, a little bit off away from you, maybe 10 feet, um, are the two, uh, the two figures who are bound, um, their mouths are gagged, and they are both uh, currently unconscious. unconscious. Um, and the hobgoblin, um, his, his gag in his mouth is actually a little bit bloody from uh, presumably maybe a punctured lung or something uh, from those ribs cracking. It's a, it's a kind of, it's a kind of a, a, it's a scene. It's a scene that you're, that's being looked upon in the front of the church. You see that father and Alberta are, are uh, walking out from a back area back behind the altar and uh, are walking towards you. And Alberta says um, she's rubbing her head a little bit. It's, it's been bandaged and she's, she says, I told you, I told you that things are dangerous now. 
I can't, I can't do this on my own, but I, I feel in my heart that something needs to be done. That something has to happen. Thank you for understanding. And uh, Father Cryan, um, he, or Cryan? Cryan? Yeah, Cryan. Um, he looks, uh, has a, like a sort of reluctant look on his face, and he, he says, Well, clearly, clearly something, clearly you're not, you can't take care of yourself. I, I admit that much. Uh, and it's like the, the most that he's he's willing to say. And uh, he looks towards you and he says, child, come here. And uh, and you, you know, I assume rush, rush forward. Um, finish what you're doing. Uh, not like I put stuff down. I don't just like drop everything and run like I. I, cool, cool, cool. I put the things down. I walk over quickly yet quietly. So I, I'm trying to I'm trying to get like a vibe for exactly how you follow through with things and it, and it seems like you you obey him unquestioningly but also in a way that respects the holiness of the place you're in yes cool cool uh so yeah you you come over uh and meet him and uh his chin raised up his eyes uh giving off a uh faint glow um he says prepare your things Deirdre. i will have you escort alberta on her on her mission, on her satisfy her her dreams, I suppose. Collect your things. You you leave first thing tomorrow morning. Yes, father. And Alberta looks at you uh, with uh, a smile on her face uh, and kind uh, kind eyes, and she says, "Thank you so much. You you don't know what this means to me." Uh, and she she reaches and, and puts uh, one of her hands on your shoulder uh, in a, a a kind gesture. Just- I don't know how you I'm react just like, to that. Oh, kindness. <laughs> how do I react to kindness? How do I how do I react? Panic. Uh with that, um the uh the sun sets um on this church. Uh you guys go through your um the mass that you've been preparing for earlier in the day. Um the only people in the uh, in attendance are those uh two the the hobgoblin and the orc and then alberta standing on the other side at one point um a merchant uh opens the door maybe halfway through the mass and uh walks in to join but then he he sees the two bound and gagged figures and he's like Ugh, and uh turns around and, and, and like, walks mm, out never quietly. mind not today uh never mind not not today um and uh then as the the night comes uh, after the mass, uh, you go up to your tower and uh, you gather your small things and uh, you settle in for the night. And um, tomorrow, we'll we'll see what what uh what comes for you. And uh, that's where we're going to stop with the actual um, episode today. But I would like to um, have a couple other things before we wrap up. So thing one, um, I like to. Uh, at the beginning of, of these little sessions, I like to give um, the player a some sort of magical item to bring with them. So I sent you a list of four things uh, on Google Hangouts. Um, wait, on on popular video streaming service, um, I sent you uh, or video sharing video web chat web chat service. I sent you a list of uh, of four things, and these are all little objects that um, Alberta has given um, 
little trinkets that Alberta has given you over the years. Which one of those is magical? <laughs> so I'm guessing which one is magical? Uh, no, you are telling me which one is oh, magical. Oh, shoot. Um, so they each do... If it's magical, it does a magical thing. And if you choose it, then it's it's a magical version of that thing. If you don't choose it, it's just a thing you got. So for the listeners, um, she is choosing between a, a little spyglass, a small flask of oil, a old ring, um, and a tuning fork. I'm kind of in love with the idea of a magical tuning fork. Okay. Um, so uh, this object... Let me let me pull up real quick what the description is. One second. And, and I, I do this. Um, I've I've done this in different ways with everybody uh, after Eli, uh, which he was very sad about when he learned. Um, but I've done it in different ways with each of them. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm still trying to find the best way to handle out giving a little magical item because I feel like you're level five. You should have something, you know, something beyond what a normal person would have. So this was submitted by uh, Mr. Brandon Martin Sinkus of uh, the, uh, he also has a a podcast called I rolled a four. um, And he submitted this object, which is a tuning fork that is alternately hot and cold. It uh, occasionally produces a static spark once per day. Uh, you can use a bonus action to tap a creature with the fork and choose from a few different types of damage, blah, blah, blah. So I might I might I might tweak exactly how this works, but I'm going to go ahead and send it to you. Right. Um, and it's it's too much for me to just read it all out on air. Boop. Boop. Oh, boy, that is quite a bit. It is quite a bit. Um, so I might tweak that a little bit, but we'll we'll see. Let's go ahead and um, wrap things up. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to uh, plug while we, you know, make our way out of the show? Oh, boy. Um, I already mentioned earlier my uh, GURPS podcast, Fantasy Shorts. GURPS cast. Fantasy but Shorts. But I do also have a podcast where I talk about comic book characters. Uh, Delightful. And that's called Capes and Japes. We try to like that is a great name. Like a casual, like if you know stuff about comics, cool. Like we have a fun time. If you don't know stuff about comics, you can learn stuff about comics. So delightful. That's at Capes and Japes. All right, everybody, check both of those out, um, Capes and Japes, if you want some some capes and some japes, and then uh, Fantasy Shorts, if uh, you want to get some more of your your fantasy show on. Um, and the nice thing about Fantasy Shorts is because it's on, you know, because it's on hiatus, that means you can catch up. You can catch up, guys, for once in your life. You can catch up on a show. They're not going to be making more stuff for a little while, which means you can. You can catch up. You can Um, listen to the first Uh, campaign, or you could listen to the second campaign, which is only five episodes. Yeah, man. Guys, for once in your life, just just get to the just finish something. For once. Supernatural summer camp. (laughs) That is very compelling description. I am very compelled. Can okay, as a as a person who 
is very compelled by this description. Can I jump into that having not listened to any of the first campaign? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Hey, hey listener, just jump into that. Just that. All right, guys. We're gonna let things go now. Um, I feel like in the last campaign, uh, Amber and I settled on a actual outro. Um, I don't remember what it was because it's been a little while since we recorded, uh, uh, but I'm gonna try. And if I'm wrong, then nobody correct me. Um, okay, uh, this has been Side Character Quest um, with your host, Ty, and your side character guest, Elion. Elion, pay your respects. to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com at SCQ Podcast on Twitter or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com You might have already heard of Wonder Woman, but did you know that there were several people who went by Wonder Girl? You've heard of Spider-Man, but did you know there's more than just Peter Parker? Well, here at Capes and Japes, we can fill you in on all that stuff that you maybe didn't know. My name's Olivia. And I'm Elion. And you can catch us every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you there. Uh, There'll be like a little music playing and then bloopers. Uh, now, just because I get really paranoid about these things, can you double check that your audio is recording? My audio is recording. I am looking at it right now. Excellent. I get super paranoid and I ask people like usually twice a show and I edit it out most of the time. Who knows if I'll edit it out this time? (laughs) Who Um, knows? Who knows? Not I. We're just doing a great Scooby-Doo right here. Very Scooby-Doo. Ashtar the Destroyer. Ashtar. Oh, I'm writing this down. Elberta. Elberta is the name of the nice old lady. Um, oh yeah. The nice uh, lady's name is Elberta. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for Father to be all like, yeah, maybe this is a problem. Maybe this is, maybe there's something going on here. Maybe she should go with you. Yeah. But also, I so want to be, like, when Alberta explains what's actually going wrong with, like, these dreams and whatever, mm-hmm. I so want to be all like, have you tried praying? <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, um, unless it presents itself naturally, I think that I'm going to have her explain, like, what... Is, has been going on in her dreams to you during the next episode. Okay. Um, during this episode, I, I think it's sort of assumed that uh, I, I don't know if I made this clear, but she was explaining that to him prior to yeah. you getting down there. So like they both know what's up, um, but father doesn't really feel the need to explain that to you.
Um, oh, yeah. yeah. He's just going to be like, do this and this and this, yeah. and then come home. And then come home. Um, I don't know about that. Well, I'll trust you on that. Uh, I, <laughs> I, it's very possible that I am making crap up. We are very close to the end um, of your whole oh adventure. Oh my god. This, uh, this is it. All we were doing was up. beating up these <laughs> orc and hobgoblin yep. and everybody. The, the wyvern shows up, bursts through the doors, is like, I want my tooth back, and then they eat you, and they take their tooth back. And that's like, oh, this tooth? Stab. And welcome back. Uh, no, uh...